0: Did you know that kinky wellness is integral to your self-development? Hi, my name is Dana Shurgle. I'm a kinky wellness coach and owner of the partition, home of kinky wellness. Each Monday, I bring on a guest to discuss why kinky sexual wellness deserves a seat in the wellness conversation. You can catch my solo shows on Wednesdays, but let's jump into it. Hey, and welcome back. Today, we are joined by Ray Cheravesky. She is a certified sex educator, relationship coach, and an Options for Sexual Health, S-H-E-C, graduate. Ray wants to live in a world where having conversations around sex and sexuality is not considered inherently inappropriate and aims to empower people to make authentic and informed choices. Ray also has a Bachelor of Design in Fashion and Apparel Design from Toronto Metropolitan University and uses it to make body-positive latex clothing. In addition to her experience as a latex designer, She has spent eight years creating sex-positive events at a swingers and lifestyle club, and has worked in a variety of roles in event planning, community building, mentorship, and project coordination. She is currently running sexual education workshops, coaching clients, and making art, and she also is the co-host of the Kinky Wellness Summit. However, she will be back to talk more on that next month. But in today's episode, Ray is here to talk to us about anal play. So let's welcome her to the show. Welcome to the show, Ray. How are you doing today? I'm having a fantastic day. Well, this is going to be a fun, fun episode because today we're going to be talking all about
1: anal. Uh, Honestly, one of my favorite subjects to talk about. I used to tell a story at parties all about like the first time I tried anal and it was like a horror story of everything that went wrong and I would tell it as comedy and then it turned into an, a learning opportunity when I got into sex education. So I, you could say that I'm an expert for many reasons and one is because I did it wrong the first time and then spent a lot of time learning how to do it right.
0: Well, that's even perfect here. So can you start with a little bit of like, I guess, how to prepare for it or
1: really what not to do? Yeah. Okay. So preparing for anal, a lot of people give you a lot of information and it can be a little bit overwhelming because you think you need to like eat certain foods, you do certain things and buy certain things and clean out the whole system. And in my experience and with the people that I've had many conversations with this, that's like a personal preference thing, right? Some people will choose not to eat a heavy meal right before because you would choose not to eat a heavy meal right before any kind of sex, not just anal play. Also, you see a lot of jokes like don't eat Mexican before you do it. But if you're a Mexican person who eats Mexican food every day, that's not really going to be a problem for you, is it? Mm -hmm. So, um, when it comes to preparing, I would say you want to be eating relatively healthy for a few days before, including up to it. So, whatever healthy and normal is for you, follow your regular food routine. Don't eat less than usual, don't eat more than usual don't go near foods that you know make you bloat. If you're lactose intolerant, don't start eating cheese, right? So that's number one. So yeah, a lot of people think that you need to eat a certain kind of food. I would say don't eat anything that's going to stimulate a lot of gut activity. You want things to sort of stay at a level where you can predict what your body's doing. That's number one. So if you're the kind of person who's fairly regular, you poop at the same time every day, no matter what, you're gonna be fine. You're gonna know not to do anal before your morning poop. That would be a great example. Maybe don't drink coffee or a lot of tea or any sort of diuretics. Don't take a laxative. Don't do anything that's going to cause the system to flush. That's number one. A lot of other people will do something like they'll do like a full douche where they'll, they'll buy an anal douche kit and they'll put some saline in it or just a little bit of water. I once had someone recommend I use soap and water. Don't do that. That's not healthy. Don't put soap up your butt. <laughs> yeah. um, so like at the most saline solution, at the most water, if you have a bidet, just like using the bidet and squirting a little bit of water up there with a relaxed asshole is going to be more than enough, right? You just want to make sure that the system is like tidy and as hygienic as you can get it in case someone decides to put their tongue there, right? There is no way that you can get rid of every single poo particle in your body because this is what it's for, right? Your butthole is meant for poop to go out of, And when we pretend like it's not, then that's where we end up with like the anxieties around it and the, what if I poop? And what if I do that? So in my opinion, the best way to prep is like a little bit of like water, just like the tiniest little bit, if that would make you feel more comfortable knowing what your body is doing so that if it's a bad day, you can be like, you know what, it's probably a bigger risk today, right? Mm -hmm. Just be aware of that before you go in. And if, if things are a little bit messy, maybe let's not do it, but I'm going to rely on you, my partner to, to, to figure that out with me and handle it in a caring, loving, supportive way, right? Sometimes you do everything you can. You've you've done the healthy meals, you did the douche, you did whatever, but like it's just a bad day and you find out when someone's in there, right? And in that case, you're just gonna politely wash everything off and switch activities. That's it. But aside from that, just like making sure that like you can even use like wet wipes on the outside if you, if you need a quick thing and you don't have that day, you don't have a douche, like wet wipes to like clean off the area, clean off any residue that might be there things like that. Like you just want the outside to be as clean as you can get it. And maybe just like that tiny little inner inner ring of muscle, like that part as well should be sort of as clean as you can get it. And anything beyond that is only within your control to a certain extent. So if it makes you feel comfortable to do an anal douche before you do it, saline solution, you can buy those kits. You can literally buy kits from like Shoppers Drug Mart, the local drugstore, right? It doesn't need to be an intense thing. Some people like to include douching into their anal play as part of the kink, as part of whatever it is that they're getting up to, as part of the pleasure. But if you're a beginner and you're like, how do I do this right? Like I said, knowing what your body does is going to be a lot more important than hosing off your insides. Hmm. You also don't want to douche too often. Anal douching when you do it too often is not good for your body either. So if you're doing anal like all the time and you're anal douching all the time, that's probably not the healthiest. You want to allow whatever the natural flora and fauna that's in there to, to grow, right? So like a little bit, a little bit of water, just enough so that you feel comfortable with what's about to happen.
0: You know what? And that's a very valid point to not overdo the douching as well. And a valid point about even knowing your body, like to say not to eat Mexican food, like or Indian food, for instance, that's another one too. Like if you are health, if that works with you and you eat it all the time, then don't listen to that type of information.
1: Yeah. It's like a very white person thing to, like that's the white person's approach to anal, like don't eat anything ethnic. And it's like, what about the people whose entire diets consist of Mexican food or Indian food? They're going to be fine. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't, you know, like you could be someone who eats a lot of sushi and all it takes is one day of food poisoning for you to be like, you know what, maybe we're going to take a break from that for a few days and not do anal. Right. So that would be, I mean, obviously if you have food poisoning, you might not want to have sex at all, but that's take a I just, I think that sometimes the advice we give is occasionally rooted in, um, I, am I allowed to say it? The R word racism, right? (laughs) Sometimes our advice is very much rooted in like that, that like colonialist, uh, perception of what is normal or standard and Mm -hmm. any sort of food that falls outside of like meat and potatoes gets considered like not, not good for you for whatever reason. If you don't eat spicy food very often, do not eat spicy food directly before you're going to do anal. Right. Mostly because even if it's not that spicy going in your mouth, it's going to be spicy coming out the other end. And that might not be pleasant for your beginner anal experiences. Mm -hmm. But if you eat spicy food all the time, there's no reason why you shouldn't be eating spicy food before you do anal. Absolutely.
0: And I also like your point to like, there needs to be a level of maturity because there will be, there often is poop or there's smell or there's something going on. and So this idea that it can be a hundred percent clean and it's mistakes or accidents can't happen. You can't go into anal thinking that at all.
1: Yeah. You don't want to shame the body for what it's meant to do. So like if, if you're going to do anal, understand that there's a chance that you might experience poop. And if that's going to be like an absolute deal breaker for you to have a good time, then maybe don't do anal. Right. And it's okay. You don't have to do everything or try anything. There's other options than putting things in the bum. You can also like there's rim jobs. There's a lot of external toys you can use. You can use a vibrator up against it. You can do, um, like pressure against the butthole without putting anything into the butthole or the anus, as they would say medically. Mm -hmm. Um, There's lots of ways that you can do anal stimulation without going all the way in. That being said, this is anal 101. So I think that for a lot of people that like external stimulation is the foreplay before you go in. And so even if you are doing anal for the first time, you need to be comfortable touching the outside of the area, putting fingers into the anus. You might need to get used to the idea that you might be putting a tongue there, right? Um, Because all of those are going to be things that help loosen up, relax the area, get the person used to the sensation and help you feel if this is a good feeling or a bad feeling. Most people, the part that they're actually enjoying is a little bit of pressure up against the anus. So if you're, even if you're not putting a finger in or you're just starting with like a pinky size finger, it's that little external pressure combined with whatever touching of the other genitals you like being touched, that's gonna feel really pleasurable and good. So I know that this is not necessarily in the category of prep, but if you're getting started and it doesn't feel good while they're like going down on you, or like it doesn't feel good when they put like a finger in, are you touching your clitoris? Are you touching your penis? Are you playing with your nipples? Are you tickling your balls? Make sure you're combining it with the other things that feel good mm. or, and, and see how that changes the way that your body is reacting.
0: Absolutely. And the foreplay there is also to like limit even risks such as like tearing. And these are things that you have to like warm up this part of your body, like absolutely everything else.
1: Yeah. If you're not warming up the area, like this is a muscle and it can tear very easily. And this is an area that like, like you can get anal fissures from a harsh poop. Right. So like, we really want to make sure that we're doing this really, really carefully and slowly so a lot of people think that the first time they try anal, they're going to be able to get a toy or a dick in all the way, whatever the the, the object is that they're inserting. Mm-hmm. You know, they think they're going to go all the way and they're going to be able to just plow their partner's ass. And that's going to be the end of it. And wow, what a good time. And for a lot of people, anal is something you actually work up to. So the first time you're doing it, it might just be a tiny butt plug or just a little bit of fingers. I find that like fingers are a bit nobbly and a lot of people would prefer a toy to a finger. I say this having also pegged before. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is not just like my personal opinion. This is like coming from lots of conversations with lots of people and fingers just aren't smooth. Okay. So preparing a few toys, if we're going to talk about prep, having a variety of sizes of butt plugs that you can switch between having your, your toy with a flared base, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, making sure you have latex gloves or non-latex gloves. If you have a latex allergy, finger condoms, all of that. I think gloves are really great for helping to have play that doesn't need to get interrupted. Because once again, there are going to be particles that end up under your fingernails. So you can be putting lube on a glove. The glove's going to be a lot smoother. It helps smooth out that those ridges in your fingers. And it means you're not getting things underneath your fingers and you're not covered in lube so you can use your hands. So you could put on a glove, use that for part of the prep in the warmup, really go to town. And then when you're ready to swap that out for a different toy or a different body part, you just take off the glove and throw it out. The absolutely fingers are clean. If something goes wrong and you're like, Oh man, there's a lot of poop here. You just, it's like dog poop bag. You just reverse it, throw it in the trash and you're clean and good to go. You can go switch to something else.
0: And also like a tip too, with the gloves that I've noticed, cause I actually have like, I'm trying to grow out my fingernails and all that jazz. It's like, when you do, I've seen like you can put cotton balls or something kind of there with the glove on top of it, just to kind of make sure that absolutely. the sharp edges are there.
1: Yeah, I actually have a friend who does that when she fingers women too. So if you're one of those, if you're part of the Mm. nail gang, then if you, or you just have long, sharp fingernails, putting a little bit of cotton on the very tip is going to protect your nails from puncturing the glove. It's also going to be less sharp, less painful. So if you are someone with long nails and you do like to finger people or you want to put things in a bum, gloves and cotton balls are an excellent solution to making everyone happy.
0: And it's just a fun kink thing, like throw on like the whole doctor prep thing, just like go into that mindset of like, come here, it's your checkup time.
1: Yeah, very fun. Let me find that prostate for you, baby. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing, too,
0: (laughs) is that this is something that like I had a conversation about anal when it came to men and some men kind of shy away from it because they don't want to have that label that they might be gay. And that's a really thing that some men struggle with around this, but they don't realize that there's pleasure that's involved in that
1: area. I think it's so interesting how people are afraid of things that give them pleasure if it's associated with certain body parts. There is nothing gay about enjoying the way that your body is being touched. The only thing that makes you gay is if you're sexually attracted to men in this Mm -hmm. scenario. And if it's a man doing it and you're attracted to him. I've actually met men who are curious about the sensation, who will be like, I want to seek out, um, play with another man because I want to know how it feels. Not because they're attracted to men, but because they want to know how it feels. And I would argue that in those cases, the act that they're doing might be gay, but that doesn't make them gay. They're still doing this in the pursuit of pleasure for their own bodies. Like literally the only thing that makes you gay is if you're attracted to the same gender. Yeah, that's it.
0: And I wish that we could like shy away from that narrative. I almost think that people think it's a joke, but then people hear these type of jokes and they don't realize the actual harm that it's doing to other people listening to this. Yeah.
1: I, it's socially appropriate to want to rub your own, the the perineum, AKA the taint. Like it's socially appropriate to rub the taint on a guy and that's accessing the prostate externally. But as soon as it's about doing that internal prostate stimulation, all of a sudden you're gay and it's Mm -hmm. like, you're just accessing it from a different direction. That's it. Absolutely. Now,
0: when it comes to anal play, is there type of like lubes that you should go towards that you shouldn't go towards? Uh, do you have any recommendations?
1: So there is what is recommended and then there is what I prefer in terms of the things that I've noticed. So I'm going to give everyone both. So you will go and notice that there are anal lubes for sale. They tend to be a lot thicker. They tend to be, sometimes people will say they're water-based because they absorb better. I once saw an anal lube that had numbing agents in it and this was being advertised to people. If something is numbing, that's not safe for play. You need to be able to feel if something feels bad. Because that's going to be how you know if you need to stop, pull back, and prevent tearing, right? Mm -hmm. Also, why are you doing this if you don't want to feel it? The whole point of this is to explore sensation and pleasure and the pleasure that's offering. So if you're numbing the area, you're not going to be feeling sensation or pleasure. So that's something to consider. So that would be something that I would say absolutely avoid anything that has a numbing agent in it, even if it says anal lube. So that's number one. I personally think that some of those lubes are too thick. And in general, for me, I hate water-based lube. I find that it absorbs too quickly. You have to use way more of it Mm -hmm. um, versus something that's pure silicone. So I know that there's those rules that you can't mix silicone lube with silicone toys. That's for cheap silicone. And okay, fine. It can damage your silicone toy toy a little bit, but not a lot. So I would say that I personally would recommend a silicone lube or an oil-based lube. If you're like a coconut oil person and you're not using latex condoms, That would be a great option, uh, specifically because oil degrades latex. So condoms are going to be degraded by that. The gloves would be degraded by that. If you're using the polyurethane condoms or polyurethane gloves, you can use oil as a lube, not an issue. So anything that's like really slippery, the more slippery, the better it's going to be. You need this to be something that makes it easy to slide because this isn't a vagina. There's no self-lubrication that's happening. You need to create it all yourself. The slipperier it is, the better it's going to be. So, lots of people will have their favorite lube that is the most slick. I like the ones Pure, PJUR makes great lube. They are expensive. That's number one. Okay. They are an expensive lubrication, but they are slick. They are great. They work for latex, they work for anal. Mm-hmm. It's like an amazing high quality lube. But if that's not working for you, there's lots of cheap lubes. You just have to experiment from things that you find at the stag shop or that whatever your local store is. See if they have those packet samples that you can use, but the amount of lube you think you're going to need, triple it. You can always use more lube with anal.
0: I think what that is too, it's just like, even if you want to spend a couple extra bucks on these things, this is a type of play that you might want to invest just a little bit more if this is your first time, just because you you have to calm your, your nerves. And so that might actually help calm your nerves. If you're like, okay, I spent the extra little bit of money on this. Like I'm going to use a lot of it because you have to be mentally ready for this as well. You can't be tensed up your whole body.
1: Yeah. And so like one of the other things about prepping for anal is don't go straight to anal do lots of the other things that you normally do to warm up your body, the massage. I mean, I think that giving a massage and then like moving and like massaging the glutes and then incorporating like the butthole as part of that massage as like a way to start warming it up is a really fun way to warm up the whole body and then you want to do your other usual foreplay so if you're going down on your partner go down on them start playing with the butthole while you're going down on them you know kiss a little in whichever order you want to do you know what I mean keep in mind that like ass to mouth freaks some people out but if you're going to be putting your dick there you know if it's already Perfect. clean, we'll figure it. it's, you know, their mouth is on it. Your mouth is on it. Who cares at this point? Like, no, know, know what you're getting into. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like preparing for anal isn't just like, get the toys, get the lube. It's also make sure that you're doing things that normally warm up your body and understand that this is not going to be five minutes of foreplay. Hmm. This is going to be 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour. You really want to make sure that the body is ready and waiting and like open And so foreplay as well, when it comes to the bum, is going to be just like I said, starting with that external rubbing, starting with something small, something that's heavily lubricated. And the first thing you put in, it might just go in easy. You're gonna be like, oh, that was nothing. That slipped right on in. Okay, great. Then maybe you're gonna move on to the equivalent of two fingers. So there's two ways that you can start putting things in the body at this point. And one would be that like, you take something that's slightly bigger and you just hold it there, right? You're going to start slowly. You're not going in and out yet. You're going to hold it. You're going to allow the person to breathe and adjust and jerk off a little bit. Jerk off is a gender neutral term for me. Um, Mm -hmm. and, And then after it's in, maybe then you start moving back and forth and see how that feels. Maybe there's a vibrating toy you can be using up against this instead of just a finger, things like that. Another thing that works really well for people is allow the person being penetrated to be in control. So let's say they're on all fours. Hold the toy. Hold your finger hold the phallic object or penis that's going to be going into this and allow the person to ease back, right? Your only job is to maintain an erection. If you're using a strap-on, your job is easy, right? The only thing you have to do is maintain, you can allow that person to ease back as they want to onto you. And, you know, make sure that you're doing a lot of like the sexy dirty talk as we're doing it. For both of you, like, oh, this looks so hot, Mm," that you're going so slow and it's torture, right? Make sure that you're doing that, you know. But I hope you feel good. Make sure there's no pressure in that that kind of thing, right? Like, this is such a good exercise in edging. I can't wait until I'm all the way in, right? Whatever that is.
0: Well, oh, oh, sorry, I was gonna say, like, sorry, I was gonna say, being on all fours gives you that opportunity to push back instead of if you're lying there, you really don't have anywhere to
1: go. Same, yeah, yeah. So same thing if as if you're on top. So gravity is going to be harder to fight if you're on top. Being on all fours is great for that first starting to push in and ease in. Mm. Um, Another thing that's worth considering is once again, you might not get all the way in. You might not get the the whole stretch enough to be able to put your dick in it, depending on the size or a really big toy the first time that you do it. If you do it well and the person's relaxed and nothing tears and nothing hurts and there's no blood the next day, then that would be a sign that in a few days you could do it again. If you rip something, if you tear something, it's going to be at least a month before you can try again, and then you're going to be starting from ground zero. So better to start slow and ease back and not try and go all the way on your first try if you're in a bit of a rush, than it is to go fast and hurt yourself. Right? You might spend 3 hours the first time you do it just going back and forth between like stretching out the like that outer ring of muscle and doing other things and orgasming and going back to stretching out that outer ring of muscle and doing other things. And if you have ADHD and you don't have the patience for that, like you're going to have to figure out another way of of getting to do this kind of play because it is going to be slow. It is going to take a few times and I will add it as a muscle. So the more you do anal, the easier it's going to be for your body to relax that muscle. The same way that the more you work out, the more your body gets used to it. The more anal you do, assuming you go slow, do it safely, the easier and faster it's going to be to get warmed up and get ready because your body will remember what it's supposed to do.
0: Absolutely. And it's not
1: like when you're done, you've got this gaping asshole that's like left, just like letting air whistle through it like a cavern, right? After a few days, it's going to tighten back up. You're going to still be able to control the sphincter. You're just teaching the muscle to relax. It's like increasing the stretch tolerance the same way that when you do more yoga, you increase the stretch tolerance of your muscles there.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. You mentioned that when it rips, you need a month or so to come back. I think that's a very valid point that we should just reiterate that if it rips, you can't rush recovery either. That's something that you can't force your body to go faster just because you feel like it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to be pleasant. I would say err on the side of like no big rips. Maybe there might be some micro tears that you're not expecting and you might be a little bit sore the next day. That's, that's normal, but you really want to give the body time to recover if you're going to do it again. The same way that if you do like a really hard fuck session, it takes a day or two for like the chafing to wear off, you know?
0: Hmm. Hmm. Now, in a worst case scenario, something were to happen like do you like I want people to like take it seriously, like worst case scenario, you can still go to the doctor. Like, don't be ashamed. Like, don't be like, oh, my gosh, oh, I have absolutely. to hide this.
1: Yeah, I feel like we've all seen those funny posts online of like, worst thing a doctor scene, things you found in the person's butt. You know, it's like, I found a toy soldier. I found, I know someone who uh, there's like a story about someone finding an entire teacup. It had a flared base, they said, but not flared enough. I don't want to know. I don't have questions. Don't put breakable things in your butt, right? Mm. Don't put anything in your house that's not for your butt in your butt. Buy the right toy. Well, that's have a wide flared base. It's, you know, that when they make glass dildos, glass dildos are not going to shatter in you random glass things around your house like a bottle or a vase might that's a bad sign like that's bad right
0: well you see those ones with like the jewels on the end of it and it looks like aesthetically pleasing but those are like they're so scary like I find like um you see them online like oh I want that that'd be so cute but it doesn't take long for those things to like get up inside of you and you're like oh fuck now I actually do need emergency care to get this out
1: Okay. So those, I, it depends on the size of third base once again. So if you have a toy, you want it to have a really thin neck and then a wide jewel or a wide decorative item at the mm. end. So it's the neck of the, I don't know how to describe this for people who are just listening. There's like the toy that's shaped like the bullet or the, the round part with the tip. And then there's the neck and then there's the base. The neck needs to be really thin and then the base needs to flare out accordingly. If it's really thin, your butthole's is going to snap back around that base, right? And it's going to make sure that the base doesn't go past as long as you're not trying to push it past, right? Um, you're more likely to push the toy out than you are to suck it in if the neck is the right size.
0: Okay, perfect. Now, when it comes to after that, like what would be the best aftercare practices? I think people need to relax. I think people need to be calm. You can go take a bath
1: if you want to. Make sure you got some wet wipes on hand if you don't have a bidet, right? Wet wipes are really great. Not even just because like there's there's going to be poo particles, but like that's going to be a lot of lube that has to exit your body. Maybe some cum too if you're lucky, right? Hmm. So you're going to want to give yourself time to let all of that drain out. You're going to want to wipe that out. I always say go to the bathroom, let yourself fart. This is the, this is the part that no one talks about. There is a chance of anal queefing. It's not a fart, it's a queef. They push air in, the air has to come out. It's going to give you a tummy ache if the air is in and it doesn't come out. You might like queef on them as they're fucking you. Totally normal, have a laugh, get back to it, right? Like let yourself laugh, it's okay. But when you're done, for a lot of people, you're going to want to sit on the toilet and like queef out the lube as much as you can and wipe the rest away. It's, I, I'm trying not to giggle. Um. So- <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: No, but it's yeah. true. And I think that when it comes to creeping as well, it's one of those things like some people get like really turned off and they don't really understand that. Yes, you are. It's actually the other person's fault, if anything, because you're putting the air there. So yeah. just deal with it.
1: That's it. Like I'm not sitting there sucking air in, in my <laughs> butthole, <laughs> just sitting here, just like, right. That's not, that's not how bodies work. It's being, because air is being pushed in. The air needs to come out. It's not, it's, it's going to have to happen. It's not lungs, right? It's going to come out of your body going to make a fart noise have a laugh move on um okay aftercare obviously tell your partner that they did a good job doesn't matter which role you were in tell your partner they did a good job make sure you're communicating about what you liked what you didn't like what if you want to do it again what the sensations were what was hot about it what maybe is something you'd want to do differently and then pro tip you just put lube all over your butt cheeks so hop in the shower and exfoliate that shit you don't want to have a breakout get that salicylic acid wipe that you use on your face and like put that all over your butts. Like you don't end up with like a lube breakout on your butt for three days after, right? For those of you who do not care about your skin to begin with, then maybe this is not useful advice. But for those of us who like to have smooth butts that look like they could be on the cover of a magazine at all times, you know, make sure that you you actually like soap and water clean, not the inside. I'm talking about the outside skin, clean off the lube, wipe it down, you know, exfoliate, If you don't have one of those like squirt blankets that you can use to absorb liquids and stuff, you know, change the sheets because you're gonna be covered like those. That bed's gonna be covered in a lot of fluids, right? You're gonna get lube everywhere probably. It's gonna be sweaty. Definitely change the sheets as like a nice little self care routine of like, ooh, now we get to go to bed and clean sheets with a nice clean, cleaned out butthole,
0: you know? Yeah, and if you want, like, put something down first if you don't want to change the sheets, like, just like, but keep in mind, like, it's gonna. I feel like when it comes to lube, even if you put stuff down, it still ends up places that you're just like, did I even touch that? Did I even go near that? Like, it just gets everywhere sometimes.
1: Yeah, Ways to Talk about She gave me a squirt blanket as a wedding gift when I got married. And <laughs> um, there was a span of time where I told my husband that like there was At first it was kind of like this is amazing because we can like preserve the sheets. We can just put the blanket down and like it doesn't matter if you're squirting or not, it's really absorbent. So it's protecting whatever surface you're on from those lube stains, from the fluids, from whatever that is. But there came a day where I had to go to my husband and be like, sweetie, okay, it's not hot when I'm like, let's go have sex. And you're like, one moment, please, and like unfolding it and going, it's ready now. Like I was like, can we just like get lost in a moment of passion? Just this once. But like genuinely, if you're doing anal, put that, put that squirt blanket down. Do the preparation. Like ritualize it. If you can, don't use the white towels. Don't the, the stains will, if you, if there is poop, it's not going to make a difference, right? Something dark that you can hide stains, something black, dark purple, even maybe Brown, who knows? Not a white towel. You're not a hotel, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. But it also like, it's funny when it comes to white towels, I feel like that's the, when I think of towels, why is it that I always think of white? And I think it is because of hotels. Yeah.
1: It's because they can bleach the towels, right? It's for people who can like have, they do like, they have like the heavy bleaching.
0: Mm, that's very, very true. Now, and I think that it's beneficial for people to, if you are sitting on the fence of if you want to explore anal or not, I do think that people should because it, it pushes this idea that you should be exploring your whole body. Like I feel like when it comes to that area, some people shy away because they have like this idea that it's almost a feeling of disgust comes around it. And we shouldn't have that feeling when it comes to our body or any part of our body.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think some people, they're never going to be comfortable with bathroom stuff and that's fine. I'm not going to push anyone. I will say though, that this is an area that for many people is incredibly pleasurable. Mm. The reason anal is becoming more popular isn't because of patriarchy. And I mean, a little bit because of porn and patriarchy, but I'm just going to set that aside. People (laughs) wouldn't do things if it didn't feel good. So people are doing it and lots of people are doing it. It's not just because they're trying to please their partner. It's because they enjoy it. They want to do it. They want to explore it. And it does feel good. And when you are pleasuring this part of your body, similar to, to, I'm trying to think, I mean, this is really hard to compare for people with a penis because I've never had a penis, so I can't compare it, but like the orgasm you have when you're masturbating versus the orgasm you have when you're using a toy and your partner's inside of you and you've like spent 40 minutes warming up together, it's different. They're not necessarily like better. Sometimes you just want to masturbate. Sometimes you want that partnered orgasm, but they're different orgasms and they both feel good in different ways. So doing anal stimulation and anal play is going to give you a different orgasm than you're having. And that can be really cool.
0: Yes. Yes. And I also think that this is something that we should, I remember when first talking about anal, maybe like when I was younger, it was one of those things, like no one would admit that they did it. Like, even if they did, like people would really be, you'd have to be really good friends who
1: does anal. You're a slutty porn star. And if you're a guy who does anal good for you, you convinced her.
0: Yes. Yeah. Like there is a mindset there. And so we got to navigate away from that too. But I think times are changing. This is very much, I feel like it's way more acceptable than it was before.
1: I feel like doing anal become the new losing your virginity for adults. <laughs> like, oh, we can't do it. I'm not that kind of girl. Like that's what, you know, you're supposed to say in high school when you're raised to, uh, raised under certain gender dynamics. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously not all people are raised to have that opinion, but there, there is very much that pressure on girls to say no and guys to always be pushing And so in high school, that's like, oh, we can do hang jobs, but I'll never let you have sex with me vaginally because that's too far. Then I'm not a virgin anymore. Right. Mm. I feel like the adult version of that purity culture manifests when it comes to anal. Oh, I really have to trust you. I really have to, you know, and like, I remember in high school, there was always that jokes. of like, oh, what if we just dry hump and it just slips? And then when you start having sex, it's like, oh, I just slipped. Ha ha ha. It's like, dude, there is no just slipping into anal. no. You can slip holes and then usually the person goes, ow, get the fuck out, right? There is no slipping. This is an intentional thing that you're doing. And it's okay to say, I want to try it and I want to explore this and I want to do it safely and I want to be excited about it and I want it to feel good. So we're going to do it right. Absolutely. And that's the best part of it. And is
0: there any other tips that you have for anal play that we just need to make sure that we cover?
1: Yeah. The only other thing I would say that maybe we forgot to mention is that even if you're fluid bonded with your partner, once again, throwing on a condom, helps with like, if you want to make sure to like protect yourself from whatever fluids might be in that person's body. Um, and by that, I mean, poo, I'm talking about poo again. Yep. <laughs> so Like if you're like a little bit poo afraid, throw on a condom, right? The first few times you do it, like just to make sure that you're comfortable with it. Same idea with the glove. You can just pull it off, throw it out. If anything's like not what you want it to be. And I think that's the only thing that, that the only last tip that I have for people other than go slower than you think you have to go
0: go slower and use more lube than you think and always communicate and just be vocal, but also be in tune with your body. Like try not to shut anything out. Like be honest. Like if something really doesn't feel right or something, even if you're not even sure, is this how it's supposed to feel like voice that voice it? Say that.
1: Yeah. If it feels bad, say it feels bad. So you can stop or do something different.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, this has been a super informative conversation about anal play and I absolutely loved it. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And where can my listeners
1: find you? I am on Instagram and I have a website. So on Instagram for my relationship coaching tips, that would be at sharewithray. If you just want to learn about sex ed in general and see pictures of my perfectly smooth butt, you can (laughs) see that on at wifebayray. And my website is sharewithray.com. I also make art. So if you are interested in sort of seeing my erotic art, buying a print that is on my Etsy shop. And I'll give you the link to throw in the show notes for anyone who's interested.
0: Absolutely. And this has been a great episode and teaser for what's about to come for the Kinky Wellness Summit. And for my listeners, you know what to do. I will see you on Wednesday. As always, stay kinky.